A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. So, if she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. These are the days when you find out very quickly which of your shoes has holes in them. Yeah, we've got rain around the state of Wisconsin. Looks like it's going to persist at least on and off through the day today and tomorrow even more. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Welcome in. So glad you're along with us. On a Wednesday morning, we're starting off with cloudy skies, 30% chance of rain. Today's daytime high is pretty much right where we're at, 50 degrees. Tonight's overnight low is down to 36. For Thursday, 60% chance of rain, and it could be mixed with snow. Tomorrow's daytime highs, around 41. And then Friday, another 30% chance of precipitation, but chances are very good. It will be snow. Friday's highs, 38 degrees. Stumach will bring us more details on the weather. He's up at about 15 minutes. We also bear bad news for all of Wisconsin agriculture, but specifically our Wisconsin soybean growers. Over the weekend, Bob Carls, the executive director of the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, suddenly passed away at the age of 52. He literally dedicated his entire career, over 32 years, to the Wisconsin Soybean Program. We'll be talking a little bit more about that as we roll our way through a Wednesday. Steffa's Group is conducting the Doug and Amanda Wallerman Retirement Cattle Auction in Norwalk, Wisconsin. This live on-site auction is Friday, April 8th. Bidding opens at 10 a.m. Approximately 450 head of Holstein dairy cattle with an average daily weight of 851 pounds to be sold. 400 plus head of milking and dry. Go to steffasgroup.com right now for photos and complete descriptions for the Doug and Amanda Wallerman Retirement Cattle Auction Friday, April 8th. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. One of the major challenges for administration in Washington, also state government, making sure the food channels are kept open so consumers can get food at a fair price. And no matter how fair that price, there are still going to be hungry people. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And there are a lot of people working to keep people fed. Aaron, uh, that includes a lot of people right here in Wisconsin. That's right, Bob. And that includes the Hunger Task Force. Aaron Zimmerman here from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I get the chance to talk with Sherry Tussler. She's the executive director of the Hunger Task Force. And they are not only helping those in need, but also helping local Wisconsin businesses. They've been working together hard to put badger boxes together to serve those in need that are dealing with food insecurity. She, she has worked with many Wisconsin businesses on getting agricultural products to fill boxes full of food to send around to different parts of the state. They're hoping to reach every part of the state from both working with producers and those that are getting the boxes. The Badger Box is a long-term vision that we have for how we can help people be more secure in where they get access to food and how we can support and sustain local food systems, small and medium-sized food producers here in Wisconsin by building a box of food that is 100% created here in Wisconsin and goes out to local families across the state who are in need of emergency food. So I guess let's talk about first in this Badger Box, what kind of things are included, I guess, as far as Wisconsin ag products that people are going to be receiving? 
Well, the very first Badger box contains um, Wisconsin grass-fed beef, New Skis bacon, a uh, dozen eggs from SNR Egg Farm, um, Cherryland's Best Cherries, some uh, roasted wild rice from Rice River Farms and Spooner. It contains some dairy from Sassy Cow, uh, Chalet Cheese Cooperative, and West Beat Creamery. Um, and it also has uh, a modest amount of produce because this time of year, it's a little bit of a struggle to get some stuff from Wisconsin. But we've got a, a Midwest medley salad from Superior Fresh, and we've got both potatoes and onions. Um, but each Badger box is going to change as the season changes, and um, it's going to reflect on upcoming holidays such as Easter or Memorial Day or the 4th of July. And so you might see some brats in there or some ham in there. Um, and then as Wisconsin's produce a season comes on us, it'll be loaded up with really great Wisconsin produce. That sounds awesome. Now let's talk a little bit, I guess, about the partnerships that you're making with all these, you know, small and mid-sized agribusinesses here in the state of Wisconsin to make sure you get all these products to fill these boxes. I guess let's talk a little bit about how you've made the partnerships and really, you know, what you keep reaching out to, like you said, find new and different things to keep the box rotating. Yeah, um, we actually started working with the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection during the pandemic, and um, our friends at DACAP have introduced us to some of their staff, including uh, the Something Special from Wisconsin folk, their dairy folk, um, and what we did was we reached out to what we referred to as sort of the pain points which would be maybe farmers or cooperatives or small businesses who are really struggling due to um, the challenges with the supply chain and access to food during the pandemic. And we started helping them by inv or inviting them to submit um, food items for sale to the Badger Box. And then the box itself is being aggregated here in Wisconsin by Russ Davis Wholesale, which is an employee-owned company, and um, being transported across the state to various communities where food pantries pick it up from a central hub. Cool. I, I actually, I think it's interesting you bring up that distribution topic because that's, I guess, kind of what I was going to go to next is, you know, these Badger boxes, where, I guess, is the reach going to be for these boxes to go? I guess what kind of... What areas are people going to be able to receive them to help them, like I said, with food insecurity? Well, we got started in all places of Hayward, Wisconsin. And so Ashland and Bayfield counties, the northern part of the state, all kinds of groups came from um, that area and picked up in Hayward a week ago. Um, this Earlier this week, we were in Shawano and here in Milwaukee. And upcoming, we will be in Sheboygan, Washera County, La Crosse County. Um, Milwaukee will serve as a hub for Southeastern, so we'll be in Racine and Kenosha, over to Dane County. We'll be in Green Bay and Sheboygan. Sounds like it kind of covers it all. Now, is it kind of the same situation with the agribusinesses that you're working with as well? Are they kind of spread all across the state too? They truly are. Uh, if your potatoes come from Anago and your bacon comes from Wittenberg, um, and grass-fed beef is obviously a cooperative, so there's a lot of different folk involved in there. Same for the Wisconsin pork producers. Uh, we're looking forward to purchasing apples when they become available, and obviously we need to make sure that there's some cranberries or cranberry juice in the box. Now, I guess let's talk about, you know, you talked a little bit about where the idea came from, where the project started from, but I guess let's talk about going forward. What do you see as the reach for this program or I guess the impact that this program is going to have on our state for those that need these boxes? I guess do you have kind of 
a number of ones that you have a goal of getting distributed or are you kind of, you know, just still working on that? Or I guess, what do you see for the future? Well, if you can break it down, imagine 784 of these Badger boxes on a semi-truck full of food, including um, sassy cow milk and things like the frozen meats to the side. And then all of that stuff goes out to a specific hub. By June, there will be 20 semi-loads going out across the state to all of those hubs on a monthly basis. And so what we're doing is sort of building that process right or up right now. And we look forward to running the program through December of this year when we anticipate that all of the resources from ARPA, the American Recovery Program Act, will um, be utilized. And then what we're hoping is that um, People will say, wow, this Badger Box is a good idea. It's great for Wisconsin. It's great for hungry people. It's also great for Wisconsin businesses and farmers. For those that may want to, I guess, get involved in maybe putting products in the boxes or, you know, just getting involved in any way trying to help out, I guess, what can you tell them or, you know, what can they know to get involved with this? They can reach out. I've actually set up an email that's pretty simple. It's badgerbox at hungertaskforce.org. Let me know what their interest is, if they have products available, if they want to um, receive the boxes themselves because they're a qualified food pantry, um, or if they just have questions about, like, how do I get a box? They can reach out. Awesome. Well, anything else that you'd like to add about the Badger Box program or, uh, you know, anything else that you got going on? Well, I think that, you know, the pandemic taught us that some of the groups that we assist, including food pantries and tribal nations, they need a prepacked box of food. But um, the federal government didn't help Wisconsin a whole lot during the pandemic. We didn't get really our fair share of foods that were supposed to be distributed. And when we did, the boxes were made of products that came from other states even though Wisconsin is sort of the breadbasket of the nation. And so we really wanted to emphasize the importance of supporting and sustaining local food systems, small um, and family-owned farms, and small and family-owned food producers to make sure that um, we are helping Wisconsin business and the food industry in addition to feeding the hungry. Definitely. Well, sounds like an awesome program. Again, you know, not only to help those in need, but also help those agribusinesses around Wisconsin to support them as well. Again, here with Cherry Tussler. She's executive director for the Hunger Task Force, talking about the Badger Box program. Boxes full of Wisconsin goodies, food to go all across the state to help those in need through food pantries and other means of distribution. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, We've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, 
Timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Whenever you make a major purchase, there's always that little voice in your head asking questions like, are you sure? Is this the right one for me? Bergstrom Automotive turns the what ifs into why not with the seven day buyback guarantee. That's one full week to get to know your vehicle. Is it as large as you anticipated? Maybe you want more power in heavy traffic. Maybe you find out the neighbors just bought the same make, model, and color that you just purchased. Whatever the reason, at Bergstrom, if you don't love it, simply bring it back. Not every dealership offers a seven-day buyback guarantee. Then again, Bergstrom Automotive isn't an ordinary dealership. Bergstrom believes you shouldn't have to listen to that little voice that questions your buying decision. They just want you to feel giddy with freedom, just like you did when you bought your very first one. Love it or bring it back at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, dirty boots for sure when you're looking at weather like this. Hopefully, as I said earlier, boots that don't have a hole in them. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Wednesday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Yeah, the raindrops keep falling on my head this morning. I uh, guess we should start uh, calling out our rainfall reporters because uh, it's it's been measurable, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll add some snowflakes before this is all done toward the end of the week. But, yeah, it's been measurable. I've got a few reports, 51 hundredths of an inch at Madison, 21 hundredths at La Crosse, officially 54 hundredths at Fond du Lac. The airport's like six miles away from me. I'm at 66 hundredths in my gauge. So rain has been adding up. I've got Reedsburg at only seven hundredths of an inch. So all over the place, but not unusual. Low pressures over central Minnesota this morning. Well, you can see it on the weather radar. I'd say that uh, low pressure center is somewhere around St. Cloud or Little Falls, up right up in the central part of the state. You can see the strong circulation. To the east and south, the moist and mild air is building in, and there's rain in east-central and southern Minnesota. Rain, of course, all along eastern Wisconsin, and including the Madison, Beaverdam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh areas, all the way up to the UP of Michigan. Then the cold air builds in the circulation around that low, and there's snow in northeast and all of northern and into western Minnesota as well this morning. A sign of things to come. That low will slowly move from central Minnesota today over toward northern Wisconsin. So we'll see that rainfall. The rain this morning in Wisconsin will end and then redevelop a bit later on. Showers and into the nighttime. There may be a few snowflakes mixing in toward daybreak. And then the rain or snow mix into Thursday that lingers into Friday as that load so very slowly We'll move from Minnesota to Wisconsin by late today, early tomorrow, and then from Wisconsin over toward the the eastern parts of Lake Superior or just toward southeast Canada as we head toward Friday. So it's going to be a real slow mover and turn that precipitation over and end spur time today, then redevelops, lasts into the nighttime and around into the day Thursday, still into Friday as well. Rain amounts still adding up like we're hearing, almost a half inch in many locations. We could pick up another quarter to half inch by later tonight on into the day Thursday. And as far as that snow is, is going to be, for most of us, a little slushy accumulation, you know, maybe up to an inch 
as we make our way on through Thursday night or into the day Friday, but that should be about the most of it. Northern Wisconsin standing a greater possibility of really accumulating some snow and a couple of wet inches there. That should be about the extent. But we are having precipitation. It'll be on and off from today through Thursday and into the day Friday. Temperatures, unfortunately, cooling as we head through the next couple of days. But then, oh, they turn around. We start a moderating trend. A little improvement Saturday, a little more for Sunday. Some sunshine tries to break out for the weekend. That should be fantastic. But by the time we look to early next week, we're back into a pattern that could feature some scattered rain. Haven't talked about it much lately. The extended forecast all the way through about next Thursday is calling for most of us to look for temperatures a little on the above normal side. That could put us in the mid-50s but also moisture and precipitation that could be a little above normal. I guess that counts for that rain chance moving in for the early part of next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to uh, local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com. You should look them up. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. All righty, Stu, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, like I said, literally this is the time of the year where if suddenly one of your shoes has managed to <laughs> separate from the sole, you're going to know it within like the first 100 feet wherever you're going today, aren't you? It's a quick test, yeah. Just go out and step off the pavement <laughs> because you'll find out. Our Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast uh, still featuring a few sprinkles here and there, especially in eastern Wisconsin, rain ends. I'd expect even partly sunny skies for a time today, but then showers redeveloping here as we look toward afternoon and on toward the evening hours. Look for temps in the low 50s, and the southwest winds increasing. Not too bad this morning, but they'll kick up here in the afternoon, 10 to 20, even gusting near 30 miles per hour. Cloudy skies, rain and snow in the night. A little more likely snow toward daybreak. It's not going to be around early. Overnight temperatures falling to the low 30s with the west winds at 5 to 15 and gusting near 30. Cloudy skies on Friday, rain and snow, at least in the morning, more likely rain later again in the day. Low 40s for highs, west winds at 5 to 15. Friday with mostly cloudy skies, a little snow early in the day. Some rain and snow may linger on and off as things start to dry up. Very upper 30s and low 40s for highs. North winds 5 to 15. I have to give you a treat somewhere, Pam. Partly sunny on Saturday. <laughs> low 40s for highs with a northwest breeze. We should be in the low 50s by Sunday. Uh-huh. And I saw the outlook maybe maybe brushing up against 60 by sometime next week, huh? Yeah, but there'll be some rain as the week gets ah, underway with it. So. Can't you just give me a just give me a bone here for gosh sakes? Give me the temperatures and take away the most moisture for just a day. Oh, now we're building up moisture. What do you want when I you get know, crops in the ground finally? Sometime? I know. I, well, I guess we'd rather have it now than 
later in the month and into May, because then then we start making bad choices about <laughs> field work and what fields to start and what, what fields what, to leave. Trying to, trying to mud a crop in? That's not a problem. Tell uh. you tell you what, you can sure see the fields where they invested in tile this year already, can't you? Oh, yeah. Working out, looking pretty good. Absolutely. I, I saw some fall tillage that was draining pretty well yeah. here lately, too. Yeah, that water's running. All right, dude, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right, see ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Home every night, home every weekend, and more than average competitive pay. Driving for Advanced Concrete, you'll be in updated, comfortable, easy-to-maneuver trucks. We're a reputable family-owned business that you can rely on for long-term employment, surrounded by an inviting culture of friendship. CDL drivers, apply at advanced-concreteinc.com. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Wouldn't it be nice to celebrate spring behind the wheel of a new car? Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison wants to make that happen for you with our Bloom and Zoom promotion. On Saturday evening, April 30th, we're giving away $55,000 in cash and prizes. Two winners will be chosen every half hour from 4 until 8.30 with each taking home a $1,000 cash prize. Then at 9... One grand prize winner will receive a $35,000 vehicle certificate. Celebrate spring at... Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. 
Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Oconomowoc. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Speaking of East Coast idiots, Joel Embiid... Yeah is now saying, if they don't vote for me for MVP, they don't like me. What is it? Dude, it's so hilarious that he didn't say this after Giannis Adenokounmpo absolutely just punked him in Philadelphia with the yeah. block at the end and went out to Brooklyn on Thursday to beat the Nets as well. Dude, Joel Embiid, does he have a case to be MVP? I heard Michael Jordan, his airness, text Stephen A. Smith to say that Giannis Adenokounmpo should be the MVP. Grant Bills, who should be the MVP, and why should it not be Joel Embiid and he's such a little baby? Oh, this year is tough. I, look, I mean, I'm a Bucks fan. I, I would love it to be Giannis. Uh-oh. I hate the idea that Jokic is going to win a back-to-back MVP, mostly because his team is the sixth seed. And I know you guys will appreciate this. I remember there was once a time in the NBA and not that long ago where being the sixth seed would completely and totally disqualify you from being the MVP. Yes. Like if you were in a top three seed, you weren't even considered. And now Jokic is going to win back to back. And I, I wrote these down from Sunday's game, the stats that Jokic is so good at. What are these stats? You tell me player impact estimate, win shares, box plus minus value over replacement player. What is this? Is it, we've never picked, MVPs like this before. Well, I, I don't. I don't think Jokic is an all-time great that is that wins back-to-back MVPs. If you look at players that have won back-to-back, I mean, it's the Mount Rushmore. I have a the theory. Great. Jokic is not bad. But yeah. real quick, I want to play devil's advocate against Ebo's take that because Michael Jordan says Giannis should win, Giannis should win it. You know when all I'm just saying, was, no, I'm greatness like, recognize greatness. All-star, All-Star Weekend when all those greats were looking at Jordan and he was who everyone was looking at. I will agree with that 100%, except for maybe we should question Michael Jordan's uh, player evaluation just from his short time with the Bobcats. 
Hey, Grant, here's my theory. Here's my theory on why uh, the Joker might win another MVP. So we've seen Giannis and Nakumo's brothers. They're very nice individuals. They're very, you know, easy-go-lucky. They always got a big smile on their face. We've seen the Joker's brothers. Those guys look like Eastern European hitmen. I think they have the MVP voters, like, threatening their lives. Like, they'll string them up if they do not (laughs) vote for him. That's my conspiracy theory, that they will get a hit put out of them by the Joker uh, brothers. What do you think of that? Oh, my God. That's actually not a bad take. I don't know if Embiid has any siblings. I haven't seen, um, but I can't imagine they're as scary as Jokic's brothers. I mean, I look, Jokic is going to win it, and that makes me unhappy. I, I guess I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather have Embiid. I, of course, I'd rather have Giannis, but I'm a Bucks fan, so that's tough. I think Luka deserves a little bit more love than he's getting. I just It sucks. The last two years, the NBA MVP has not been this heavy hitter obvious choice like it usually is and, and that's kind of bothered me that's looked a bad taste in my mouth why is Joel Embiid such a whiner for, there, there's like there's certain players in all across every league that for sort like you can't explain why you don't like them Joel Embiid is one of them for me it's like he just annoys me for some reason why is that can, can you figure it out for me because I, I can't do you feel that way like or is it just Joel me Joel Embiid when no I like Joel Embiid but not when he's playing the Bucks because then I get annoyed he's such a whiner he's always flopping and getting fouls and going to the free such throw line I, I don't know Maybe it's maybe it's his accent. Is this a xenophobia no, thing from you, Evo? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's none of that. It's not that. I, I got a, actually. I got a question for Grant. If I guess, I guess, but really quickly, Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid all have accents, so I guess that that argument wouldn't hold water. Kind of cool though. Three and Luca, four foreign players who yeah. for the MVP. That's pretty cool. And don't you project onto me, Grant Bills. If these two oh, played no, each other one on one, who do you think would win? I'm actually curious because one's a better shooter. And I would I would even say that you could argue that Jokic is a better uh, facilitator, but Giannis is mm-hmm. definitely more athletic. Jokic versus Giannis. Jokic is just so big. Like that's how he plays defense. He's just a blob, and he's pretty good at absorbing <laughs> contact. I mean, Giannis is Giannis is better. Giannis Giannis is better at getting his own shot, not at getting his jumper, but getting to the rim. He's better than Jokic. I would take Giannis, but I'd take Giannis versus just about anybody. I mean, imagine trying to stop him from getting from the rim, getting to the rim. I don't know if there's anyone who can do it. Uh, Grant, I um, think Michael Jordan said he'd throw his hat in the ring if Giannis was talking trash to him. Uh, Grant, I'm um, sure he would. Unfortunately, running out of time, and I want to get a little more Dylan Diamond in really quickly. But uh, when it comes to the playoffs, (laughs) when it comes to the playoffs and the Milwaukee Bucks, four games remaining in the NBA regular season. Uh, what do we? Th- what's your bold prediction of where they're going to finish uh, seeding wise for the playoffs? Three? I think they projected this uh, three. Yeah, I don't know about seeding because it's all so close. Um, I don't think it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ready, I should ask. It, it doesn't matter what your seed is. Yeah. I I think that they're going to win the East. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm afraid the weather is not really cooperating with us much this week. Today we've got about a 30% chance of rain, highs around 50. Tomorrow, about a 60% chance of rain-snow mix and 41. Then on Friday, 30% chance of snow showers. Daytime highs on Friday around 38 degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. So today is the sixth day of April. On this day in 1896, the very first modern Olympic Games opened in Athens. 241 athletes from 14 countries took part in that first Olympiad back on this day in 1896. On this day in 1889, George Eastman began selling his Kodak flexible rolled film for the very first time. And now you know.
It's Wednesday and time to talk with our friends at Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And boy, do they have a lot on the calendar. Ashley Hewn is along with us to share what we can look forward to in terms of sales coming up as soon as this week. Well, first thing you'll notice once you go to our upcoming auctions page is there's well over 100 auctions that are currently online to take a look at. Uh, but specifically, yes, this week we've got a dairy cattle auction just south of Tomo right there. Uh, it's going to be a busy week with equipment also. And, you know, there's still a lot of buying opportunities before uh, we get in the field to do some planting. You know, right now we are we're not taking any more for pre-planting, but we're booking a lot of auctions for the June, July summer market. And, of course, uh, the first week of June, we'll have another one of the upcoming auctions catalogs coming out. And, Ashley, I want to focus on an auction you have coming up on Friday, the cattle auction. This is with a family that you've been working with for a time now. Their land went last week, this week the cattle go. I think it really speaks to you guys working with the seller start to finish and taking care of them through this process. Yeah, you know, the Wallermans, we got to meet them uh, right right at the new year, right there in January. And, yes, we did do their real estate auction last week. It was a huge success. Um, it beat all the estimates that were out there, which is good. So it's a strong land market. And then this week, uh, the dairy cows are going to be sold. And then the week after that, uh, the equipment will be sold on an online auction. Well, Steffes Group is a full-service auction service. You're, you know, we think of you for equipment as your bread and butter, but you guys do everything. Yeah, you got to be careful with the everything. But, you know, we <laughs> stick to agriculture, and, you know, that's that's what we focus on. And, and we get to work with some good sellers, again, like the Wallermans there. And uh, it, it's, been, it's been fun so far, I'm sure. It'll be a little emotional to see the cows get sold on Friday, um, but it's a, it's a, the genetics there are outstanding, and so there's been a lot of interest there. You know, April's also the time of year we've got our eyes on the sky and looking at the rainfall coming down on us. How do you make sure rainy weather doesn't hurt value for the seller? Well, you know, all of our live auctions have online bidding, and so, you know, whether it's rain or a snowstorm in the middle of winter, and you think, well, nobody's going to be there, and one or two things could happen. All of a sudden, you get there, and you're like, where did all these people come from? Well, they were all thinking the same thing. But back to the point is, when there's online bidding, it just takes care of all of that because everybody with a smartphone can bid or a computer. They can bid from wherever they want. And if you are interested in checking out these sales, either online or in person, let's not forget to check out that stuff as price guide. It's a free downloadable app for your smartphone. Ashley, what has the response been on that tool? You know, we've done a lot of farm shows this winter and some speaking engagements, and, you know, that's always part of our presentation, like, are you using this? And, you know, let's let's get you on board and look how easy this is. And, and just typing in a model number and getting three years' worth of price history, that, that is number one good information. It's been sold. And, and you can price your whole farm line off of that if you wanted to. Well, there you have it. Visit your app store and download that Steffes Price Guide app to your smartphone. Ashley Hewn joining us with Steffes Group. Make sure you visit steffesgroup.com to stay on top of those upcoming auctions. Or even better, you can give them a call at 800-726-8609. Again, that toll-free number is 800 726 8609. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. And again, Wisconsin agriculture has lost a real leader. Bob Carls, the executive director of the Wisconsin Soybean Program, passed away very unexpectedly Saturday at the age of 52. The wake and funeral will be held in Madison on Friday. If you want more details, you can go to MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Barrel cheese dropped three-quarters of a cent to 226. 40-pound black cheese yesterday was unchangeable. Double-A butter gained two cents at 274 pounds. Mixed in the grain trade, December corn is down a penny right now at 7.05. November beans are up a penny at 14.57. And July wheat's down 12 at 10.33. May milk right now, that's up three, currently trading 24.43 a hundredweight. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. You've collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you. Something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Picture in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomani, your career is world class so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance. 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. Here we use a lot of F words. 
food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time again for Checkoff Chat. That's a program that's offered to you folks that contribute checkoff dollars, beef producers and dairy producers in the state of Wisconsin, so you know how that money is being spent, research, education, and promotion. It's brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Beef Council, beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on social media, and also our partners at Equity Cooperative Livestock Association. They're happy to be a partner with Checkoff Chats. Find out more about how you can market all your livestock at equitycoop.com. Really happy to be joined today by Norman Boyles. He is the chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board and an Indiana beef producer himself. Before we jump into the Cattlemen Beef Board responsibilities, Norman, tell me a little bit about the home beef operation. Sure. Um... We raise a uh, uh, commercial cow-calf herd, and then we also feed some animals out ourselves. And then uh, we not only our own animals, but we buy some from neighbors, and we end up sending some of those to some feedlots. We've gone to Iowa, northern Indiana, uh, to have some of those animals fed as well. Um, it's a seventh and eighth generation operation. We've been here since 1828, and currently it's my son and my brother. Uh, involved in the operation with myself. Excellent, excellent. Well, now we know about the fella that sits as chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board. Let's talk a little bit about some recent information generated through the beef checkoff, Norman. Uh, Dr. Tonzer is the gentleman that put this information together, and it was focused in on the question about plant-based alternative proteins, how it's growing, what it's doing to our markets. Tell me a little bit about the beef checkoff and how it got involved in this study. Sure. Um, the beef checkoff, of course, is the dollar per head that every time an animal sold, like goes to the beef uh, national beef checkoff, fifty cents of which may stay in various states that have state beef councils, such as Wisconsin. And we looked at what consumer concerns were over the last few years, and they're concerned primarily about nutrition and sustainability. And with that in mind, we commissioned this research uh, to be done on behalf of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, one of our contracting partners through Kansas State University and Dr. Tom. Um, he wanted to look at primarily the difference in consumer attitudes between uh, beef and plant-based pro- alternative protein. And so with that in mind, um, he looked at this and did a study, and the, the white paper that he uh, authored was uh, – actually done in September of 2020. So let's talk a little bit about it because that study has some very interesting insights that I'm sure all consumers as well as beef producers are curious about. Uh, how did he do the study? Give us some of the nuts and bolts, Norman, on uh, how he, he kind of got the answers, the information that we're using. Sure. Um, he went through and, and surveyed about 4,000 U.S. consumers uh, those consumers had to meet certain criteria. For instance, they had to be over 18 years old, had to be regularly, regular grocery shoppers. And when the results came back, he got about 3,200 uh, actual survey results that were uh, appropriate for his research. And in looking at that, uh, nearly 70% of those folks considered themselves regular meat consumers uh, from uh, animals. The remaining 32% did not consume meat regularly. Uh, other things that he looked into were gender, 
uh, geographic location, uh, education, race, ethnicity, marital status, uh, whether they had young families, even political parties and home ownership were part of the study. Hmm. Boy, that's comprehensive. So what did uh, what other things did he find? What stuck out to you, Norman, in Dr. Tonser's uh, research? You know, are, why do people consume beef? And what is it that seems to, uh, you know, kind of pit the two against one another? Sure. Uh, he did. He looked at this in a, a number of different ways. One way was he looked at previous day meals and uh, folks consumed of the entire group of folks. It looked at uh, about um, times as many folks consumed beef the previous day as they did some of these alternative plant proteins. Another thing he looked at was looking at a fast food restaurant a case, and in that case, 11 times more people chose beef for their meal rather than a plant-based protein sandwich. That was really interesting, and then also in looking at that, the uh, of those folks that consider themselves uh, alternative diets, uh, vegetarians, if you want to call them that, actually one and a half times of those folks picked the beef meal rather than the alternative plant-based sandwich. Found that to be really interesting. When you go to a grocery store and start looking at things, uh, 14 times more of the uh, folks that consider themselves regular meat eaters, they chose beef in their grocery cart 14 times more than those folks that uh, than they did the non uh, animal-based protein. Uh, and then the folks that were um, alternative diets, actually, it was split 50-50 where they choose beef burgers or they chose the planting, plant-based protein. Interesting. Interesting. So let's talk. I, I'm, maybe the maybe the information Dr. Tonser uh, gathered can speak to this. We've seen a lot of changes in food prices uh, fairly recent, Norman. I'm curious, what about food prices? Did that influence any of these decisions at all, according to the research? It does. Primarily, it's a, the price of beef that in, influences these folks. Uh, as the price goes up, uh, folks tend to choose less beef, um, also as, but just a small percentage of the, uh, depending on the increase. Uh, if you look at it like a one percent increase, it's only a 025 percent uh, decrease in uh, beef consumption, and it's relatively similar with uh, plant-based protein. That as they increase, it's it's only going to be uh, their price increases, you're only going to see a small decrease in the plant-based uh, protein um, purchases. So, you know, it, it's what that is showing is that the plant-based proteins are not a real uh, good substitute for beef at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to use this information, Norman? Again, if you're just joining us, this is Norman Voiles. He's an Indiana beef producer himself, currently sits as chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board. And we are talking about some research that's been done from uh, Dr. Tonzer in, uh, I believe it was Kansas State that I heard uh, Norman point out. And it's focused in on consumers' patterns when it comes to beef versus plant-based proteins. How are we going to use this information now, Norman? It tells a great story, 
What's what's going to happen with this information? Well, you're right. It does tell a great story. But what we need to do is realize that plant-based proteins are still a very small part of the market, and they're not being used very highly to substitute for beef. We need to continue to promote what consumers like about beef, its taste, its appearance, and its naturalness. There's also realize that support uh, farmers and ranchers is important with the beef checkoff, and we can do this through some of our high-quality programs like the Beef Quality Assurance Program, as well as our Masters of Beef Advocacy, Advocacy Programs that do a wonderful job of telling beef and beef producer stories. And we can seek out some supply-side gains that we may be able to make beef more affordable for folks because I realize, as do everybody that does any grocery shopping, food prices have increased a bunch over the last few years. And then maybe let's uh, put some more emphasis on the actual positive nutritional characteristics that we can, so we can better position it against plant-based protein. We need to keep younger folks involved in the decisions as well as informed about all these natural at good attributes of the beef uh, food as well as beef producers. And then we continue to monitor these conversations that talk about beef versus plant proteins and make sure that the information being presented is accurate and fair. Yeah, fair is something we all pay attention to. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Norman Voiles. He's an Indiana beef producer himself, currently sits as chair of the Kettleman's Beef Board. This is Checkoff Chat. So, Norman, let's say a beef producer wants to follow up and learn more about this great research surrounding consumers, their choice for beef or plant-based protein. Where can they go? What can they do? Sure. Uh, the easiest place to go and has got the most information is the national website for the Beef Board, and that's at drivingandforbeef.com. You can sign up for a new monthly newsletter, The Drive. It's an e-newsletter. It also comes out quarterly in print. And from that website, you can also watch The Drive in Five, which is our new web video series. Excellent. Give me that website again one more time, Norman. Sure. Drivingdemandforbeef.com. Excellent. There you have it, folks. A great resource for beef producers that want to share the story, consumers that want the facts. Again, as we said, this is Norman Voiles. He's an Indiana beef producer, sits as chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board, along with us for Checkoff Chat.